Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached when I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom. I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 369, the 2022 Unicoi Turkey Callmaker Show Preview. And I am your co-host, and the guy who has a slew, or should I say a flock of people downstairs preparing for Thanksgiving. And I'm your co-host and the guy who's the gobbler in the bath. So you got your Thanksgiving turkey and you got it brining, huh? Oh yeah. Got a a beautiful brine going right now. I'm actually going to take him out of the brine tonight, wash him off cold water, pat him dry, and then let him sit in the fridge overnight. Kind of helps that skin get a little crispier once you cook him, so... Got him, you, got him bathing right now. Are you frying him or are you baking? We're going to bake. So last uh-huh. year I smoked, and yep. the smoked gobbler was very good. It, it dried out a little too much for me, and that was... Yeah. I injected him and everything. I mean, I really did everything possible, and he still is a little dry for my taste. So I'm going to try baking this year and see if it does anything different. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, I'm not, I'm actually going to use Stephen Ranella's recipe out of the meat eater cookbook. So I got his cookbook, beautiful book, and he has some good recipes in there. I've tried before on other animals. I've actually never done a turkey recipe from him, but his sounds pretty good. Very cool. That sounds good. Yeah. So that's my plan. So you got a big family gathering going down? Well, we always have, I say we, my wife always has her sister's. <laughs> And her mom, an adopted sister, and a couple of nieces, and sometimes a nephew, and our son over for the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And they do all of the cooking at our house to get ready. Well, I should say prepping, so that all they have to do is throw their dishes in the oven the next morning. So, yeah. that's 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 a fun tradition anyway. Yeah, unless you're trying to watch an episode of Lone Star Law <laughs> and enjoy That's a your, bourbon. Your contribution to the deal. <laughs> yeah, well, I eat dinner. Yeah, you watch Lone Star Law and eat. <laughs> and drink bourbon, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Hey, somebody's got to do it. Might it's, as well be you. It's a Wednesday at my house. It's no different. <laughs> Just That's like awesome. tomorrow well, will be no different. It'll be a Thursday. I can tell you one thing I'm thankful for, and that is that in 128 days, Lord willing, I'm going to be chasing turkeys again. How about three hours and 23 minutes until the start of Turkey Day? Oh, that's true. Pretty close. The the celebration of the grand bird himself. I'm telling you, a whole day to celebrate a turkey. Isn't that the reason for the season, the wild turkey? I celebrate them 365, man. I'm not biased to one day. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> good deal. But, well, we have a very good show today. It's just that show that gets me pumped up and yeah, thinking. Unicoi. Yeah. Mean, I mean, we're we're right weeks there. away from the first of 2022. And yeah, it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, it is. Then, you know, when 2022 gets here, you get to the Unicoi show and you get these turkey calls and you spend two days rubbing elbows and sharing stories and shoveling BS with a bunch of fellow turkey hunters. If that doesn't get you primed and yeah. all fired up and ready for spring in the turkey woods, there is nothing on God's green earth that will do it. No, so. You got that right, man. It's it's coming up quick. Hard to believe that next week is December. That just blows my mind almost. I, I mean, it, I don't know what's different. I guess everybody says you're getting older and, you know, having a baby this week, this year and everything. It just, time seems to go quicker. I mean, it does not seem long ago that you and me were finishing off our turkey season. And here we are getting pretty darn close to another one. Yeah. I mean, it was just, what, three weeks ago we were in the western U.S. on a winter turkey hunt together. (laughs) That's about what it feels like. That was almost a year ago now. It's crazy. It's crazy. It really is. Yeah. But I will tell everybody on this Thanksgiving, we are thankful for you, the listeners. We truly are. Amen. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has reached out in the past and and sent a kind message and they enjoy the show or that they're enjoying what we're putting out it truly is a good thing to hear when you put out a show for to have a listener reach out and tell you that they enjoyed it so thank y'all for that hope everybody has a great thanksgiving 
enjoy some time with the family. If politics come up, you can retreat somewhere and listen to our show. So if you find yourself in that camp, you know, we got a good one for you today. Yes, indeed. This one will get you a little fired up and ready to rock and roll for springtime. And by the way, if you haven't gotten your reservations in Helen, Georgia for the Callmaker show, then it's not too late to do it. So Yeah. I gotta I gotta tell you it sounds like an exciting time. So why don't we hop in here, everybody, to hear what's in store with Unicoi twenty twenty two. We'll see you on the other side. See you on the other side. Hey, everybody. Cameron and I are glad to tell you we have on the line with us this evening Mark Sharp coming from the great state of Georgia. And we're going to talk about, well, turkey hunting, of course. And also, Mark's going to fill us in on Unicoi and let us know what's going on there this coming year, which hard to believe we're, what, now from Unicoi about six weeks out. Is that right, Mark? Yep, that's about it, yeah. Seven weeks, right. something right in that neighborhood? Yep, yeah. Well, thank you for yeah. coming on the show again. We're glad to have you, and it's always good catching up with you, at least this way. Yes, sir. Of course, always great catching up with you at the show as well. Right, right. Well, yeah, it's good to be back, and good to talk to you and, and Cameron both. You know, always appreciative of, of doing your podcast and all. Kind of helps get the word out about Unicoi and Y'all just been some great supporters of the show. So, I mean, well, man, glad to do it. It's a great show, so why wouldn't we support it? You <laughs> Easy <know>? to support. <laughs> it is. It is. Before we jump in and start talking about the show, tell me about this past turkey season, because I didn't, I don't think you and I have talked since then. Well, my turkey season was a little bit slow. You know, I got kind of tangled up on some birds down on the WMA down here. It's a new WMA. COVID, I tell you, man, really. <laughs> Really brought out the turkey hunters, you know, yes, uh, every time you go, there was somebody around, which that's fine, you know, it's not a very big WMA, and the birds were kind of limited as their locations, not a whole lot of turkeys on it, but, you know, I, I, you know how it is, you kind of get one or two under your skin right there, and you start to kind of concentrating on killing those birds, which I never did. I took some mornings off uh, from work, you uh, you know, I'd get up and go and then go to work. Kind of one of these deals where you think you've got him pegged, you know, and he's on this side of the creek. When you go back the next morning, he's flopped over to the other side. and Just one of those things where you think you, you got him pegged and they do something totally different than what you thought. It, you know, that's just typical turkey hunting. Uh, that is right. <laughs> those birds, I believe, when you look up, love-hate relationship on the internet to get a definition of it i think it's a picture of those turkeys that you see on there that's right well i i did go up with the wounded warriors retreat this year i i generally try to go up and help those guys out a little bit you know uh wounded warriors they 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 need some help from everybody uh they like turkey hunting just like we do so went up and helped them out and didn't have any luck up there and i come back and i dropped my stuff off here at the house and i told Catherine, i said you know i'm going to my honey hole and got down there and managed to kill one bird this year you know it's been been it was good hunt and yeah, i enjoyed every minute of it and he was a nice bird you know i'm not one out gonna sit here and tell you i want to kill every one that there is you know uh, we got to kind of back off and protect these and like the state of georgia you know this year uh, private land's not coming in until april the 
believe it's April the 9th that it comes in. It comes in uh, April the 2nd for private land. But public land is, is a week later than that, which to me, and, you know, I mean, everybody's got a difference in opinion, but I think that can be a good thing. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. Nothing I can do about it. Nothing anybody else can do about it. Just enjoy it and spend what time you have in the woods turkey hunting. Yeah. Good way to look at it, for sure. Well, you got to be op- op- optimistic about it, Cameron. If you don't, man, you get so bent out of shape and get so mad about <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, you know, I'll be honest with you. Our flocks have, have decreased here. I mean, I know it's 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 regional because I hear people talking about, man, I see turkeys everywhere I look, but that's not the case here. And so, you know, if I can do my part in helping sustain a, a huntable flock, I mean, that's that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Hard to argue uh, with that. You know, uh, I mean, they, they fought long and hard to bring the turkeys back. You know, this this deal isn't everybody gets a trophy, you know. And I, I, I think a lot of times that's what it's boiled down to. And so, you know, I mean, it's just... It's, it's something that you don't want to see disappear. The turkey is a slow reproducing bird. Uh, went on vacation here in the middle of October, and I carried that book. Uh, a friend of mine had given me that uh, illumination of the flatwoods. Oh yeah, you know about the guy raising the turkeys and one of my favorites. You know, it kind of puts a whole whole different perspective on the life of a turkey. Whenever you see what all they have to go through, and these were in a pen. You know, and and you think about turkeys in the wild, what they really have to go through, yeah. uh, just to survive. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Well, you know, I, the other thing, I always have to take a step back and kind of distance myself when I hear someone say, "Oh, there, there's turkeys everywhere around this area. I see right. them all the time." Because what you know, and I, I've learned this from hunting around different parts of the country first of all we've all got a different idea of what everywhere is and we've got <laughs> all got a different idea of what all the time is so right if there's turkeys everywhere means i see what they don't know but is actually the same 12 turkeys in the same field that they but drive no by every single day on their way to work there's not turkeys right. everywhere there's 12 right well you know, Andy, I, my wife loves to travel. You know, we we started off, left here in the middle of October, went to Lexington, and believe you me, I'm checking out every field that we go by, every little nook and cranny, looking for turkeys, and she is too, and you don't see any. This past weekend, we went to Unicoi, had a meeting up there, and on the way up there and back, you know, you're looking at every little nook and cranny, Every little kind of halfway road up field, all like this, looking for turkeys, didn't see any. Now, back whenever I was working on the road over in Shalote, North Carolina up there, you know, I'd ride by greenfields up there and see turkeys galore. But they hadn't had a season up there. You know, they had just was kind of just starting to open up their season and it was kind of limited. So that part of North Carolina has some birds showing up, but whenever I ride around here and look, and as a hunter, you know, you're going to check out every every bean field, every peanut field, every rye field that you ride by, and like you said, 
you know, you see 12 turkeys out there, and the next day you go by, you see 12 more turkeys. But you're right. Turkeys aren't everywhere. They're just just that one location. Yeah, I've been burned many times by somebody saying that oh yeah you come come <laughs> on over at my uncle's place i i'll call him and and he'll let you hunt over there and i see turkeys over there all the time oh man yeah i, right. I get all excited <laughs> and they call the uncle and yeah 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 he can come out you go out there and don't see anything that morning don't hear anything don't see any sign the uncle comes out before you leave to go get lunch <laughs> Did you see anything? No, I hadn't seen anything. When's the last time you saw a turkey, Uncle? Ah, I see him yeah. out here in January. You know, from time to time. Oh God, seriously? When's the last? When is the last time you saw one? January? Okay. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for letting me hunt. I really do, I, and I do appreciate it. You know, I'm thankful of anybody that lets me go and and grace their land with my two boots. But <laughs> I want to hunt somewhere where there's some turkeys. Well, I. Uh... I had a situation one time. I was doing some trim work in this this family's home, and I grew up viewing the wife, the guy's wife, as a little kid. You know, she was, I don't know, five, six years older than what I was, and, you know, they didn't live right down the road from where I lived at. And her husband says, well, you need to go over to my dad's. said, uh, he's over there on the Geechee River, and said, man, he's got turkeys galore over there on his place, and I said, well, that's good. And he said, well, let me talk to Dad. And I said, okay. So he talks to his daddy, and, you know, one thing he neglected to tell him, he was just asking him if I could hunt over there. And, you know, okay. And so he said, well, I've got to be in Pembroke down here. He said to meet my pa. He said, how about come down here? And he said, I'll introduce you to him. And, you know, you you explain to him what you want to do and all that. I said, okay. Well, I get down there and meet Pa and tell him I'm a turkey hunter. And the the fella done told me, he said, you know, he said most folks that he lets hunt said they'll bring him a deer ham every once in a while or tenderloin or something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, I meet Pa and tell him I could care less about deer hunting that, you know, I'm a turkey hunter. Well, boy, that put the brakes on things, oh, you nice. know. No, sir. Me and the wife, we put food out there, and, and we love to sit there and watch turkeys late of an afternoon. Oh, yeah. So, you know, okay, no need to pursue that any further. So yeah. I just kind of dropped that. And you run into places like that, you know. I mean, one year up there at Unicoi, one of the girls up there, she invited Catherine and myself, why don't y'all come up and, and, and hunt these turkeys? She said, we got them coming to our bird feeder. And I'm thinking, you know what? And I, Catherine was there, too, and both of us agreed, listen, we're not facing to go up there and shoot no turkeys out from underneath a bird feeder. Those <laughs> things aren't anything but pets. <laughs> oh, well. I've had, a, I've had a few gobblers that I, I, I probably would shoot out from under a bird feeder after a couple of weeks of taking puffing drums. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to tell you I hadn't called one away from a bird feeder. <laughs> well, okay. I understand. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. With, with Unicoi this year, is it going to be about same same as usual or anything new happening this year? Well, I'll be honest with you, Cameron. I've got... I think it's 64 tables to be 62, I believe, if I'm correct. Those tables have multiple guys setting up with them, and I'll go ahead and, and, and 
put out the dates of the show. It's January the 14th and 15th this year. We've backed it up a weekend, and the reason being so is I know a lot of folks don't have Martin Luther King Monday off, but a lot of people do. So, you know, those that that want to stay, you know, it gives them an extra day to get back home, those that are traveling mm-hmm. from afar. So it's going to be January the 14th and 15th. We'll start setting up. That's on a Friday and Saturday. We'll start setting up that Thursday the 13th you know, somewhere or another after lunch. I'm going up that Wednesday. It's always to go in, you know, I give them a diagram of things. And, you know, I generally go in and rearrange the tables, kind of open up the gap a little bit and give the call makers a little bit more room. Uh, I've got all those, and I've got several guys out in the lobby out there, you know, the booksellers, leather guys. This year, I'm hoping to have a couple of tables set up for the call collectors out there. You know, we're going to have the round call makers, call collectors uh, roundtable discussion this year. And we've got some pretty heavy hitters on that list. So, you know, they're going to bring up some of their calls to be displayed. So we're going to set those up outside and... So hopefully we'll have a good turnout. I, I will tell you this. Uh, we've lost one call maker this year. Mr. Olin Humphreys passed away. He was a longtime supporter of the show. Mr. Billy Bias, you know, he's not doing the show this year. So I've added a couple of new guys to the roster this year. And they're going, one of them's going to have a, a guy with him. And so, you know, we're looking forward to another great show. I just had a meeting with Unicoi this past weekend, as you both know. And the biggest thing is they're under no guidelines right now, which that could change, you know. So as it stands right now, all the call makers are going to be in the one room. If any guidelines come up, then I think we've got ample enough room to set the overflow out in the lobby amongst the, the authors and the leather workers and, and all like that. So I think we'll be pretty good there. Last year, we had a great turnout under the circumstances. I think we had 32, 34 vendors there. And, you know, it's just a great show. And as far as I know, uh, I've heard tell of nobody that came down with COVID from the show. So, you know, that's a plus. Yeah. Uh, we're not requiring masks. If you want to wear a mask, that's fine. Nobody's going to chastise you for that. You know, if you if you don't want to get close to somebody, then that's your prerogative. We're just carrying on business as, as usual there. Yeah. So we're looking for a good turnout. I know all the vendors are excited, you know, especially since Nashville didn't have their show, which, you know, most of these guys that come to this show, they, they don't do Nashville as it is. Some of them do, but the majority of them don't. Uh, so it's, it's, it's just going to be another great show, yeah. and we're looking forward to it. That's awesome to hear. I mean, sounds like it's going to operate just like normal and I, I like the idea of the call collector tables i bet that's going to be really interesting right right well we're going to have that round table discussion friday night somewhere or another probably around 7 seven thirty, somewhere or another along there uh would like to say this this year unicorn call maker show is not responsible for any buffet or anything it will be a la carte i do think 
from from what I gathered this weekend that the main restaurant is going to be blocked off, closed, that the Mountain View side over there, which is a small area, will be open. Uh, and like I said, it's going to be out of cart because, you know, it gets kind of aggravating whenever you tell them we're going to have 120 people there show up for a buffet and you got 50 people. You know, yeah. it's not right for them and it makes us look bad too. Yeah. Uh, I will say this that Friday and Saturday, as far as I know, they will have the, the little thing out there in the lobby you know, where they sell hamburgers and hot dogs and, mm-hmm. and whatever, you know, they, they've done real good off of that. You know, it's kind of hard to explain to somebody that, that these guys, that they don't have time to turn loose from their table and go in that, go in there and sit down at a full buffet. They want to grab a burger or a sausage dog, a hot dog, a barbecue sandwich or whatever, and bring it back to their table and sit there and to be able to intermingle with the people that's coming by. Yeah. So they're still going to provide that. I will say this, that D-Lodge, and why in the world, because I will tell you, I've talked to some of the folks there that this is probably one of the biggest shows that they have, one of the biggest groups that they have. D-Lodge will be under construction from December the 15th to Memorial Day. So, you know, I've had to wrestle around and send vendor lists to Unicoi about folks that's coming, that folks that had been put into D-Lodge. And, and, you know, most of us, and I'll go ahead and say this now, if you're wanting a room for next year, when you leave them there, book your room for next year. I mean, you, you have the option to cancel that room. But if you want guaranteed a room, go ahead and book your room whenever you leave. I mean, you got a pretty good idea if you're coming back or not, you know. And most of these vendors, that's what they do. I mean, whenever they leave, they go right ahead and they book their room for next. And so, you know, I I guess I need to get my butt on the ball and decide what dates the show are because I know it's going to be asked of me by, by the end of the show. So that they can book their rooms again, but um, right. you know, Catherine and I, we like I said, we went up there this weekend. We had a great time. Staff is always great, and you know, during this time of the year, they're always hunting somebody. You know, a lot of the staff that was there last year is still there, so they'll be back next year, and we're just looking for a for a great time. You know, and and it's like I tell people. It, it, it's not just about the show. You know, I encourage people to stick around for the after hour stuff. You go downstairs to level two, there's two fireplaces down there, and you got a group on one side, two groups on the other side, and that's where you really get to interact with people. And that, you know, every one of these people that you talk to, especially the vendors, they will tell you that this show is one that you can tell somebody, hey, come around back here. You know, get out right. in front of the table, come around back here. Let's discuss what you're looking for, what you want, and blah, 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 whatever. You know, and, and, or, or, or just you can sit there and tell them about a, a great turkey hunt that you had with their call this year. 
you know, I mean, all these guys love to hear that. Mm-hmm. They don't yeah. want the call sitting up on a mantelpiece up there. They want to know that you've killed a bird with that call. Very true. Yeah. Tell me, uh, are there, I want to talk about the call collectors a little bit more, because I think that was something you had on the agenda for last year and had to right. kind of move that yeah. around because of COVID. But I want to ask you first, are there going to be any seminars this year? Yes, I, I know I've got Mark Prudham going to do one. And I may have a surprise guest, me and uh, one of the other call makers has talked about him. And so I'm not going to disclose that at this time until I, you know, find out further whether or not the guy is coming or not. But, um, you know, if he does, he is a great historian on turkey calls. So, you know, hopefully we get him involved in it too. But, yeah, so we're going to have the roundtable discussion on the call collectors. Uh, Mark Prudham, you know, I think Mark's a 17-time Grand National winner in the Al Hooten and the calling contest, champion of champions. Um, so looking forward to that, too, you know. Oh, yeah. I-, I attended his seminar that he did, gosh, I guess that was two years ago, and, and it was really good, really interesting. Right. So right. I'm sure it will be just as good and just as interesting this go-around. Well, you know, a seminar is is just as good as the participants out there. You know, I mean, these guys love answering questions, so don't feel intimidated. I mean, uh, ask ask these guys a question. You know, that's what that's what they're there for. That's what they love. You know. Yeah. So you're telling me that Mark's seminar was so good because I was in it. It's, <laughs> it sounded that's like that's the main what you reason, said, Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, this is why we have you on the show every year now. You know, you just you you just speak the truth, and I think that everybody yeah. listening appreciates that. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, we've got Blunt Bob. <laughs> we've got Blunt Bob that comes to the show, and and some of your listeners will know who Blunt Bob is. You know, Russell said the other day he said. <laughs> Uh, he was talking to a guy, a guy texted me or sent me a thing there on Facebook, wanting to know if he could have a booth. And I said, no. <laughs> and, and Russell said, he, he's kind of cut and dried, isn't he? <laughs> the other guy said, yeah, he is. <laughs> so, you know, I try to be handy. <laughs> that is awesome. So with the call collectors, what, I mean, I I know from talking to a couple of other guys there that collect calls, there's some pretty extensive collections. And I don't know if you want to give names of who some of the collectors are, but do you have any idea what we might be seeing there as far as the the call collectors go, what they may, any hints dropped as to what they might be bringing? Well, I can't tell you what they might be bringing. Uh, I know uh, Richard Morris. Uh, Richard has shown up there before with mm-hmm. an original Tom Turpin box call hen box. And I'll be honest with you, he unzipped that thing and said, Mark, have you seen this? And I said, no, I haven't. And whenever I put my hands to it, I couldn't believe what I was holding in my hands. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, here is an original Tom Turpin box that wow. is absolutely dynamic whenever you stroke that lid across that box. I will say that I think Danny Ellis is supposed to be there. 
And, and, and let me start by saying this. They sent Ron contacted me year before last, or, yeah, or last year, the first of the last year, and wanted to know what we were doing about uh, roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. And Dave brought up maybe a call collector's roundtable. And I said, you know what, Dave, that's a great idea. And I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I'll do you one even better. I said, I'll let you get the guys up. And I know that Mark McPhail's going to be there. Uh, I think he had Rick Powell on the list, Richard Morris, uh, Danny Ellis. Now, don't hold me to any of these names because, sure. you know, I've talked to Dave this year, and, you know, he's talked to several of the guys. And so, you know, I mean, we've got seven or eight of these fellas that are that are probably going to be there. So uh, we're just looking for a a good roundtable discussion. I mean, you know, Danny Ellis has uh, Henry Davis's call. Wow. I mean, if he brings that call, I mean, that's just going to be so awesome. You know, I mean, I know that people would love to to just hold that call in their hand and, and feel the same way that I did holding an original Tom Turpin box call there. Yeah. So, you get him you an FBI escort with that call. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, not not just to single out Danny, but Mark McPhail has a collection of all different folks' calls. You know, uh, I mean, it's, it's just, I can't even imagine what it's going to be like if these guys bring some of these old calls from way back in yesteryear. To the show. I mean, I've done made arrangements with Unicoi to lock them up in a special place. Mm-hmm. You know, they they won't be sitting out on their tables with just a drop top over them at the end of the show. Right. I mean, these are going to be locked up under lock and key because I think we're going to see some things that a lot of us have only dreamed about or wished that we had seen. And 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 you know, I mean, I I, I think it's just going to be. A great group of calls that each and every one of us would love to own. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, you know, there's going to, I know going to be some calls out there that I'm going to look at and not really know what it is without asking, but you better believe me, I'll be asking. But like you said, it'd be a once in a lifetime opportunity to see a lot of those calls. And so, you know, for anybody listening to the show, if you're, if you like calls and you just haven't, you know, really grown your collection or maybe you're working on a collection that's going to be worth some money in some years but is not quite what it needs to be today i think you some of these folks that are coming i I know have some some good collections and so it'll be worth your while to take a look at it for sure no most definitely yeah yeah (laughs) that that is going to be cool so yeah I, i can't imagine getting a tom turpin original hen box in your hand and being right. able to run that that'd be pretty cool he he grew up like right here by me <laughs> he's from here oh, really and then he moved <laughs> to memphis yeah right but he was born in a tiny town right well you know me and uh another call maker was talking the other day and you know i i told him i said the first NWTF National Convention I ever went to was in Charleston right after Hugo came through. Hmm. You know, 
I'm pretty, I was pretty ignorant about the deal. I mean, I'd been turkey hunting oh, yeah. and, and I won't say what I come home with because I don't, you know, I'm not going to throw anybody under the rug, but, but I mean, I, I could have come home with a whole lot better stuff than what I actually did. Right. And you know, that, that's just growing in the turkey hunting world and, and, and knowing what goes on. But at this show, I, I'm going to tell you, I, I will honestly say that at this show, you're going to see the best of the best. You know, you're, you're, you get to mingle with well-known call makers, not just someone that has been in the business for three or four years. And, you know, I mean, well, I mean, you, you, you words are hard to explain the ones that you're going to get to see here. Right. And at Unicoi, we feel that, that you have to offer something for everybody, you know. I mean, from the 18-year-old boy who's working on an allowance over here that likes turkey hunting to the big-time collector over there. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's what we strive to do. I mean, if, if you look at our vendor list, you know, you'll see a, a wide margin of, of people on this list. And so... I mean, it's up to the individual as to what they want to charge for their calls. So, you know, I mean, right. Like I said, you 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 get from A to Z here. And I think that's part of the appeal, really. You know, the other main part of the appeal is what you said. It is truly different than going to Nashville in that these call makers want you to pick up a call on their table and play it. And right. If they see something that they think you're you could do better, I almost said you're not doing right. But how about that you could do better? They'll point it out to you. They they are there to right. help you because they know if you're not running the call the way it was built to be run, right? That it's not a true representation of their work, and exactly. they're not yeah. helping you be as good as you can be. And that's what these guys want. They're just Everyone there is just genuine, they're friendly, they're helpful, and, you know, it, it's, it, it, and I'm not a call maker, so I, I know I'm missing out on, on this to a certain extent, but there's a brotherhood of mm-hmm. not just the call makers, but the people that come to this show, and if you come to this show, right. you're in it, you're in that brotherhood, right. and when you walk out the door, you're just regular old you, but when, you, when you're in That's that right. room... You're one of them. You're one of us, That's right. so to speak. That's right. And That's right. I can't think of a, of, a, of a better brotherhood to be in than a bunch of turkey hunters. <laughs> well, I can't either. <laughs> so, yeah. It's something to experience. And, you know, one of the reasons that we do get Mark on the show to talk about Unicoi every year is because the show is worth making the effort to get to it and you know with it being a friday saturday show don't feel like if you can't make it on friday that you're going to miss out because there's still a lot of selection out there on a saturday and that perfect call that that runs just amazingly well in your hands is still sitting there on the table somewhere i will promise so you know it's it's truly an experience and something i think everyone listening to the show if they haven't been they need to go and experience it so well i'll I'll say this andy i like box calls and i like trumpet calls 
and one one year on a Saturday, I walked up to this individual's booth, and I said, you know, I need one of these box calls. And I sat there and played what he had on the table, and I'm thinking to myself, my gosh, how in the world is this call still sitting here, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it just clicked the way I played the call in the way that somebody else played the call. And, you know, that's what makes the difference. I mean, you can you can order calls from someone. You can listen to them on the phone. You can listen to how someone else plays the call. But nobody plays that call the way that you do. And so, you know, that's one of the big aspects of this show is coming to be able to put your hands on this call, pick out the one that you want, the one that you play the best, and go home with it and feel good about you spending your hard-earned money to buy a call to suits just you. Not what the call maker decides that he feels like you want to hear or not what he shipped you because you wanted a particular wood combination. But, you know, I mean, you may go there with yellow hardover teak in a turpentine-style box in your mind. You may go there with a with a snake wood over teak. You may go there with a yellow heart over walnut. You may go there with a, a walnut over mahogany box and come away with something totally different, you know. Yeah. And, and that's what's good about going to a show is being able to actually put your hands on the call and play it and get the sound that you want out of that call. Then whenever that happens, that call was specifically built for you, you know. Yep. So, that's exactly you know, right. I mean, you and I both have been there several times. I mean, you know, we we got this preconceived idea of what we want, and whenever we go to a show, uh, hey, you know what? This is what I actually want right here. You want something other that sounds like a turkey in your hands. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I play a call, and you may say, man, that sounds really great. You get that same wood combination, and everybody knows that all woods are different. You know, I mean, no two turkey calls are the same, but, you know, uh, what I play well, you might not play so well. So, you know, it's always good to go to a show and pick out something that you can play and play it really well to get the most turkey sounds out of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm just super excited about it. The the other thing that just really gets me fired up about Unicoi is when I leave Unicoi, I've got well, really way more new calls in my hand than I really needed to buy. But <laughs> I know that eight weeks, ten weeks away, I'm going to be in the woods right. running those for a turkey the scoplin. And there you go. It is the first show that I know of that, yeah. you know, is is happening, you know, after the first of, of any year. And it just, it just gets my brain thinking and gets my blood churning. Turkey, 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 turkey. And to be yeah. around that many diehard turkey hunters as what you're yeah. going to be around in one room for one day or yeah. two days if you want to stay too, it's priceless. I mean, you'll come away from there pumped up and just... Every night you'll be laying in bed awake, waiting on your opening day to come around. Yeah. Yeah. Well, whenever it gets that time of the year, I'm like you, you know, I'm sitting there geared up, full blast for turkey season. Man, yeah. Yeah. Shoot, yeah. Well, good deal. Well, Mark, I'm looking forward to seeing you here in 
Thank you, Mark, for joining six or us. Seven weeks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I am too, and and good talking to you too, Cameron. Yeah. So yeah, well, uh, I hope you and Catherine have a have a great Thanksgiving and Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and when the second full week rolls around in January, I'll look forward to seeing you live and in person. There you go. There you go. Can't wait myself. All right. But- <laughs> Well, thank you again. We really appreciate the time and look forward to seeing you here soon and stay safe. Sounds good. Y'all do the same thing. All right. right. Thanks, Mark. Goodbye. All right. Bye-bye. I love it. I just... I got to tell you, the the part that fired me up the most was him saying just sitting by one of those two fires on, I think he said, the second floor, chatting it up with with other turkey hunters. That just sounds like heaven to me. I mean, that's that's what I imagine heaven to be like. (laughs) Yeah. We're well, all know, just sitting around telling lies about our hunts. <laughs> that's part of the weekend that I have yet to enjoy live and in person. And part of the reason is because my lovely bride joins me on that trip. And so when I'm gone all day long to the call maker show and enjoying myself there, she's in the hotel room either working or walking around downtown helen because i have the vehicle you know mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm picking my battles and that yeah. is not one of them i'm gonna have but one of these days i'll join in for the fire place bs sessions i understand <laughs> they are spectacular it, that has to be recorded because that right there would be a show for the ages i'm sure oh yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. So, but that that's awesome mark seems like just a awesome guy he is seems like just obviously really passionate about unicoi and and i'm glad somebody like him is heading it up keeping this thing going because lord knows if it can survive the pandemic years it can keep on going for a long time i think so yeah i'm i'm excited i hope there's a big turnout this year yeah and you know the interesting thing is mark has a table every year at the show but mark really doesn't even bring any calls to sell you know Hmm. he does this for the turkey call makers, for his buddies, for his colleagues in the industry. And it's an opportunity for them all to get together, have a little bit of a family reunion, a little convention of sorts, for them to sell or trade each other calls, for them to trade or sell wood to each other, because there's a lot of that Mm -hmm. that goes on as well, for them to share call-making secrets or tips with one another. I mean, it's just... He loves that part, that aspect of the show. And then, you know, for these other guys to be there and be able to display their calls and sell their calls to people like you and me, that's what it's all about to him. And, you know, I'm, I'm like you. I'm thankful that he continues to do it and that he's just as passionate about it today as he has ever been. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But that's awesome. I'm, I haven't fully committed to going yet we'll see you know i gotta kind of feel out how this baby situation goes and what is it six eight weeks yeah it's, it's something right like that so seven seven weeks i think yeah so. i mean not far so we'll, we'll see how things go i hope to make it and I hope you you do know, too. if i don't i'll have to catch up with you on it afterwards and be jealous but yeah. i know it's going to be a good show and i hope hope quite a few of our listeners will tune into this and think, man, I need to go to that because I, I don't think you'll be disappointed with your time spent going to Unicoi. No, there's no way. No way. Yeah. Well, cool, but, man. What do you say we awesome. wrap it up for the week and let everybody get on and get a little 
stuffing of themselves going on here. Wrap it up, because probably going to be a little more of us to go around by next week after these meals. So. <laughs> Very <laughs> I'll true. Let you wrap it up. <laughs> Very true. Well, before I do wrap it up, I just want to ditto what Cameron said. We do appreciate you guys, and all of you listeners, your families are all in, in my prayers, and I know they're in Cameron's prayers as well on this turkey day, and keep us in your prayers as well. So yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.